0: Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily top-level live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse.
1: Welcome everyone to the Launch Your Live Show podcast. My name is Christian Karasevich, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jim Fuse. Jim,
2: how are you doing? Doing great, Christian, how about yourself?
1: Doing amazing. You know, I just got off of the ECAM live streaming summit that they were doing and you know, I've just, I've got a lot of energy and I wanna talk about live streaming, you know, and especially obviously with a lot of people being at home over the past, what has it been? About two months now, I think. I don't know if I've got that right, but you know, I've lost track of time actually. So, you know, a lot of people are at home. A lot of people are using live video, and it's good to see that people are using live video. However, you know, one of the obstacles that we always notice with people wanting to do live video is, well, they just want to start their live show and. I applaud the fact that people want to do that, that they want to, you know, just jump into live streaming, you know, they want to push that damn button. Right. But, you know, here's the biggest problem. And the problem is that, uh, people, you know, they, they want to start a show, but then if you're in the middle of it, for example, and you kind of haven't planned things out, your show can go really long. It could be like a three hour live stream and maybe there's not even any, any viewers (laughs) tuning in, you know? And so what we want to do is, uh, we want to teach you guys how to script your live video show. And I know when I started out, Jim, my shows—I mean, they were pretty long. I basically—I I had an idea of what I wanted, but I didn't write it down. And the problem there was that okay, I hit—you know—I started the show and I started you know, going through things, but then I would forget things, or you know, it just—it uh, just didn't really flow very well. So today we're going to talk about how to script your
2: live video show. Do you have an experience you want to share with uh, with listeners? Well, I just think it's important because, you know, the script is in a sense, your recipe for success, because I don't think any of us are capable. Well, I shouldn't say any of us. Very small percentage of us can memorize everything, but scripting your show really makes sure that you stay on target, you stay on point, and you're just going to have a much smoother product, not to mention it's going to take off a lot of that stress and anxiety of, oh, I forgot to talk about this. Definitely, you know, that's a
1: great point. And one thing I want to make sure that, you know, that listeners understand is that, uh, like, I like to compare a live video show to a TV show. And the reason I do this is because when you really, if you've ever had a chance to work behind the scenes or on a movie or a TV show or the filming of one, everything is scripted out. So it's not just the lines that somebody memorizes. It's the entire show. You know, if you've ever put on a big conference, it's also scripted out. There's an intro, you know, or there's a keynote. Maybe you hear them call it a keynote, you know, and then there might be different sessions, but everything is scripted out. It happens for a reason. You know, it might seem like it's, you know, uh, it's happening in real time, but really it isn't. And the same thing happens for online people who want to do, you know, live video through like Facebook or uh, YouTube live and so forth. So you do have to keep in mind that just about everything is scripted and you can stand to benefit tremendously by scripting out your show. So what I want to do, like, let's, let's jump into this, you know, let's jump into like how people can actually script out their live show. So uh, where do you want to start by the way, with this one?
2: Well, let's start at the beginning and you want to define your scenes. Uh, You know, what, what are you, you know, having a template of sorts. You know, I I know you have one for Mm -hmm. social chatter. I have one for, uh, you know, the Tim and Jim show. Mm -hmm. So we have a, a template that we use that puts, you know, who's going to be on the show, maybe what the show is going to be about in our case, cause you know, where social chatter is more of a social media news, but sometimes you do put like, maybe it's a key topic that you're going to be talking about that week because that's how people are going to find that show later when they're searching. Definitely, you know, and uh, so obviously make sure you define your scenes. One thing I like
1: to do, by the way, is I actually like to get a stack of note cards. This is actually how I created my show to begin with. I got out a stack of note cards and I initially, I I didn't have an intro. I didn't have an outro. I kind of just started, you know, and I made these note cards and I, I lined them up almost like a train. And I said, okay, like what's going to be the first scene? What's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? And I did this because the software I was using at the time, I was able to actually, you know, move the different scenes. I did it because I needed to know which scenes I needed to bring in. However, over time, 230 something episodes later, you know, I've gradually gotten away from having to use note cards, but I still maintain the different scenes that I want. So, let's walk through some of those different scenes. So as you said, you know, hey, you need to define these scenes. Well, what scenes are these that people need to be building out?
2: Well, you know, you've got to have your intro, right? You you, uh, you want to try to memorize it and write it down and memorize it to a point, mm-hmm. but you want to keep it short because if you take too long, right, it, one, you're going to lose viewers. One of the things I think people forget about is a couple little things that I think we see sometimes is when you go live, just like you said, it's, it's a TV show. When it's lights, camera, action, you got to go. Don't sit there and wait and see because you're going to usually know that you're live on your program. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about whether or not it's showing up live on Facebook and all these other platforms yet. Because if you sit there and pause waiting to see it on your screen, there's usually a delay anyway. Yep. But when the people that are watching you, quote unquote, live, see you, they see you sitting there with dead air mm-hmm. and they're likely to go somewhere else. Um, introduce yourself, but also, especially after you've done a few shows, right? People know who you are. You don't need to go into this long 60 second elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, hey, Jim Fuse, Fusion Marketing, you know, Kristen Karasavich from Social Chefs, and you're gone and you're off to the races Introduce your guests because they're there to talk about your guest. Definitely. You know, those those are
1: really good points, you know, and um, in addition to that, I mean, one thing I also like to do is, and you do not need this, by the way, to get started with a live video show, but for your intro, you could even create an intro video and this intro video could be something as simple as taking all of that that we just talked about and you start the show with the intro video. For example, I'm going to use social chatter as an example here. So what we do is we bring up a graphic, and that graphic just basically is, well, what's the show? And there's usually a URL, a URL that people could, anyone can put in, and it will drive them right to the current show. So we put that up. We hit start on the live show. We wait about 15 to 20 seconds. And the reason we do this is because there is typically going to be a bit of a delay, as you mentioned. And then we push start on our intro video and our intro video. You know, I know we've talked about, uh, different tools. Like I know StreamYard just added longer intro videos. They could be five or sorry. They added video overlays that are basically a five minute video. That's a hundred megabytes or less. And obviously that's at the time of recording this, um, they added this. However, your intro video does not need to be five minutes. And, and I go back to that example I said earlier about, well, hey, it's like a TV show, because if you watch the beginning of a movie or a TV show, there is always an intro. And that intro always plays the same for every episode that somebody is viewing. And it might be something like maybe sometimes it'll bring up the title of the show, and then it might bring up who the different guests are. And there's always a little cut to each guest so, or a host or a co-host, for example. But you don't have to have all that. You know, you can literally just bring up the graphic, hit start and get your show going, or you can make that intro video. But, you know, an intro, that's definitely one of the first scenes that you should have for your live show. And as Jim mentioned, introduce yourself,
2: introduce your guest, but keep it short, keep it to the point. Okay, what's next, Jim? So topics, what are you going to talk about? You know, uh, sometimes, you know, you get into themes, uh, you know, have a strategy to your topics. I mean, if you're a business coach, maybe one month you're talking about business finances, mm-hmm. you know, in the case of social chatter, it's social media news. In the case of, of our show, like, well, we might have a month where we're talking about mindset, or we have a month where we have a live video experts on, mm-hmm. or maybe different tools, uh, individuals that use different tools, but have a, have a theme or a topic because you're going to start to gather, uh, people that come there for that consistency. And then I know like you like to build in segments and uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure
1: yeah so so segments I mean segments are uh, like they're very important and so you know what we have for example are we have a section where we talk about in terms of social media news we talk about you know for what 15 20 minutes about different important social media news topic each topics each week. But then the second part to our show is we have a guest on, and we have a segment where we ask a guest a question or a series of questions, and have them you know share some tips, for example, with viewers. And then we have a third section, and that or segment, and that third part is where we talk about we call it tool time. We talk about two to three tools that we find useful for a business. So basically, it's like uh, it's like writing a play, I guess. There's you know the opening act, and then there's you know like you're building, building, building. We then have an interview with our guest. And then we talk about some tools, and then we wrap things up pretty straightforward. So that's how we do ours. How about you? Do you have any uh, anything you want to talk about in terms of segments?
2: Well, we yeah we uh, we pre-produce the questions that we plan yeah. to ask yeah. for our audience, mm-hmm. and we go question by question. Now we may add a couple in based on viewer input either before the show or during the show. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if we hit on something, we'll we'll ask some separate things. But ours is more of an interview question format which kind of leads to our next topic in the script and will you interview a guest and if you do it's important that you work with your guest in advance right. about the questions because i don't know about you and and maybe there are some shows where this is okay we see it a lot on the news you don't want to surprise your guest with questions because they could end up <clears throat> turning into really bad uh situation. Maybe you're asking him something that's too personal Mm -hmm. and you get off track. So it, you know, most of the times if you're bringing this person on, it's because you want expertise shared. So ask them, these are the questions we would like to ask you. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Or do you have some work that out in advance? And then that can even be part of your pre-show promotion of what you're going to talk about. And that will draw viewers as well. Yeah, I think that's a great
1: point, you know, and, uh, back to that thing about, you know, making sure you notify your guest ahead of time about the questions you're going to ask them. So for example, I mean, I'll even use this, you know, going back to like the TV show example, or even the news, as you talked about, you know, uh, a lot of times before somebody goes on camera, they do brief them about, well, Hey, these are the topics that we're going to discuss for the most part, they don't deviate from those topics. But that is also one thing where like, if you are going to interview a guest on a show, Make sure that you actually, and we'll talk about this in a future episode, but make sure that you actually vet your guest because there are a lot of people that say they're really good at something and they really aren't, you know, and in a way it, it, it could do a couple of things. So it can actually make your, uh, it can make your business look bad. If for example, you have a guest on that really doesn't know what they're talking about or they're giving bad information, or they're just not prepared. It makes your show look bad. At the same time, it makes the other person look bad as well. If, for example, if you, you know, uh, if you ask them a question and it's a topic that hey, they really actually don't know. Um, it can make you know them look bad as well, which can actually hurt your reputation and obviously their reputation. Uh, so you, you know you do want to be like mindful before you bring on a guest if you're going to interview somebody, you actually send them the questions beforehand, but you also take the time to you know make sure you know more about them as well like what actually what questions are in their wheelhouse, for example. Um, so, definitely make sure that is important. And another thing also, by the way, uh, if you are going to interview a guest, as we talked about, about, you know, sending them the information beforehand and any links to anything, for example, if you're going to be talking about social media news, like we talk about on social chatter, uh, we basically, we make sure we send them the links and tell them, Hey, these are the topics that we're going to work on. So that way they are prepared because it makes everyone look much better. Now, the last one though, I think is really important, Jim, and this is, you know, if you're going to let guests pitch an offer, can you do me a favor? Can you tell like listeners, what does this mean? And do you allow this?
2: Yeah, it, we absolutely, we do. So part of it is the reason that we bring guests on is we we want to highlight our guests, let people know what they do. A lot of times they're experts in areas that maybe we're not necessarily an expert or we don't necessarily look at them. We look at it more as it's collaboration as opposed to competition. So maybe they've got a new book. Maybe they've got some program that they're releasing or they've got even like several steps to to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to allow that, you might say, okay, they dropped the link in the comments of your show um, or I know like a lot of times and you do a blog post recap, which we'll talk about repurposing in a future episode mm-hmm. where that link is there as well. So you're giving them a reason to be on your show, right? They're getting exposed to your audience, but don't forget you're also getting exposed to their audience. And so you may win some new viewers over depending on how you do things. So that's why sometimes it really can not hurt. Of uh, course, you know, if it's a high-priced offer, you don't necessarily know if they're going to get anyone to sign up. That's not really the concern, but just by allowing them to do that, you're at least showing your transparency.
1: Definitely, you know, and and you need to. You know, so, so a lot of times, like it might, you know, we were talking about uh, live streaming last week with Stephanie Liu on uh, what was that episode two? I think two thirty-nine. You know, and uh, we allowed her to pitch because you know we have this big live streaming summit that we were actually part of. So, you know, we made sure that we, you know, gave her ample time to actually do that. However, you know, you also have to keep in mind if if you're bringing people on that are also in your niche, you do have to be mindful about what you do allow them to pitch. For example, if you both are competitors, essentially, you want to make sure you're not, you know, you're not pitching one thing and they're trying to pitch the same exact thing and, and pull that customer away from you. Um, so that is something you do have to keep in mind. But you do need to have some leeway to let people, you know, have the ability to, you know, hey, they dropped their website or maybe they have a really good resource, you know. So that's something you do wanna keep in mind. Okay, so we talked about an intro, we talked about obviously having topics and having different segments, we talked about, you know, interviewing a guest. What are some other scenes that people should uh, make sure they have prepared where they want to script out their live show.
2: Well, don't forget, right? If you have a weekly show, remind people, hey, next week, we got another show. Mm-hmm. May, ideally, you want to be consistent on the date and time. We've, we talk about consistency, but every once in a while, you might have a change, but tell them where they can watch it, the time. If you know who your next guest is going to be, why not tell them? And one of the things like we know you can do with StreamYard, other programs as well, is you can have a scrolling banner go along the bottom of your show at the bottom there that maybe says subscribe to our YouTube channel or check out. I know you do, right? Mm-hmm. Subscribe to our, our newsletter and get people to do that. Um, so I think that's, a, that's an important thing to do. And also, uh, you want to talk about what, where they can maybe learn more about the guest you just had.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, in addition to letting people know what shows they have coming up, but again, it's giving the guests the opportunity to plug themselves. So for example, um, you know, as you and I like both do, Jim, at the beginning of the show, like, you know, hey, we always make sure we display our our social media handle. For example, if somebody wants to get in touch with us, we don't just give them the URL. Uh, You know, we make it very easy. Like, hey, every channel is at Launch your live, for example, on all the social media platforms. So we make sure we do that. However, we also make sure that we give our guests the opportunity as well, because sometimes, you know, the guests will like, we might assume, okay, well, hey, they might have a Twitter account. Let's tell them about their Twitter account. However, that guest might also. They might not use their Twitter account as much. Some people will use their channels for certain things, and Twitter might not be the place for them. So they might want to then plug their website, or they might want to plug a you know a Facebook page or a LinkedIn account. So you want to make sure that you give your guest the ability to you know talk about like where they can be connected with. Because again, it's not about you; it's about your guest. Now, in addition to that, obviously, I mean that includes social media links. It could, could be a website. It could even be an email. But you want to make sure you. Uh, give your guests the ability uh, to, you know, let people know where they can get connected with because maybe somebody, you know, something they said really resonated with them, uh, with the with a viewer, and the viewer wants to talk to the guest. So uh, definitely, you know, make sure you give them that opportunity. That's something you should talk about uh, when you are scripting out your show, um, and that, and that's usually towards the end, obviously. Now the other area, Jim, and I know uh, I'll let you take this one. One actually, this is where like, you know you've done a live show, for example, and you've gone through all these different scenes that we've talked about, Uh, you know, the last one though, uh, or next to the last one, actually, I think is really important. Is just, you know, will there be a written piece of content? So do you think there should be a written piece of content? And then on top of that, do you think that, um, you know, uh, if somebody has a written piece of content, um, you know, how, how do you like to tell viewers about that?
2: Well, I think, I think it is important. I will say that, you know, I've been guilty of not always doing that, but I think this gets into the whole repurposing of your live video. And I think you do an excellent job of that, you know, because not everybody is going to get a chance to watch the video, but you're keeping it alive by creating in your case. I know I think you create a blog post about it, uh, but let people know when is it going to be published? Where can they find it? Uh, And then again, right, do you have an email newsletter that maybe you talk about that? You know, I've recently started to do a newsletter because, right, I've got a list of people that may forget that we are actually on video. And it's kind of that gentle reminder of like, hey, here's our show. This is what we talked about. If you want to go watch it, you can even give them a link to go back and watch on replay. So I think it, it is important. And it's a way to maybe highlight those key points of what was talked about. You know, because sometimes even, you know, we'll talk in a future episode, right? You take that long video and you can repurpose parts of it to get people to come back and watch the whole thing.
1: Absolutely. You know, and um, so speaking of links, for example, so if you've got a newsletter like one thing that we want to encourage people to do, you know, or you've got a newsletter or you've got a blog post, for example, and you know, and you want to feature that video or you want to feature a written piece of content. One reason you want to actually write a written piece of content is because there is SEO value. So the more you're updating your blog, the more Google is going to actually crawl the site, you know, but it also like sometimes people don't want to sit there and actually uh, they don't want to actually go through the entire video. For example, they might want to just jump to some of the things you've talked about. So, you know, make sure. And, and again, this is getting into consistency thing. But you can create custom URLs for your website that drive people to the full URL. So instead of giving them something like launchyour.live forward slash. Um, you know, how dash dash script your live video show you could actually use a tool such as Pretty Links, which by the way, we'll put that in the uh, blog post for this episode, but that is a way for you to then be able to say something like, go to launcher.live forward slash ep11, and that will actually get you to the full episode of how to script your live video show. You know, so the last part, by the way, that's also important as far as scenes go is to make an outro. And your outro, you know, it's, it's, uh, I like to say it's like tying up that package, right. Putting a nice pretty bow on top. So for that outro, what are some things that people should do, Jim?
2: Well, I think I really like the outro you do, right. It's kind of, uh, it's a, sometimes it's a recap of where people can find you, uh, you know, maybe the link, your website link and, you know, but even also, right. Just, you know when you talk your outro, if you're not doing an outro video, it might be, you know, thanks again for joining us this week. And, you know, this is Jim and Christian with Launch Your Live, and we'll look forward to seeing you on our next episode. But just something short, simple, but thanking the people for taking the time to join you. And then maybe also just another additional plug and join us next week with whoever that guest might be.
1: Definitely. And I like that. And one other little point that I want to add real quick. So you get to the end of your live video show, you've got all your scenes ready. You've got that outro, you know, don't just stay on camera either. Like, don't worry about like, okay, how do like, is it, is it done? Should I just hit stop? Basically you wrap your show up nice and neat and then you hit the stop button. Very simple. Um, for those of you, by the way, you don't want that awkward pause at the end of a live show because it's like, hey, I got to find the button and then I got to wait for it to actually finish and then tell everybody, hey, make sure you're still smiling. Uh, what we actually like to recommend, and this works really great, is at the end, we will hit that button, but we will throw up an outro overlay. And that overlay will basically say something like, thanks for watching. It might have our website. And then we will have the social media channels as well on that, at that graphic. And it basically goes up. We don't have to worry about mugging for the camera and then we can just end the show. And that's basically how it is. You know, and uh, I I think at the same time, people like they will get used to it. The more you do script out your show, you know, when you practice things. But is there anything else you want to add, you know, about how to script out your show? I mean, we talked about an intro. We talked about covering the topics, making sure you have different segments, obviously within your show, potentially, you know, if you're going to interview a guest, that's another segment, for example, of the show, you know, uh, making sure at the end of the show, you remind viewers about what's coming next. And then also obviously make sure you give yourself and your guests, you tell people where they can get in touch with you. Uh, If there's a blog post, tell them where they can go get that.
2: And then obviously wrap it up with that nice, pretty outro, but anything else you want to add? I I think that's all we're going to talk about this time, but in a future episode, we're going to talk about some of the tools that you can use to script your live video show, because I think we could go into a lot of depth in that, especially because in case you don't know, Christian really likes tools. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I do like tools, uh, but
1: yeah, on the next on a future episode, we are going to talk about uh, different tools you can use to script out your live video show, and these can be some very simple things, you know, such as you know just a, a notebook, for example, um, or Microsoft Word. But we have some other really good ones that can be very useful for you. Uh, but we will talk about that on a future episode. So with that, I want to I wanna wrap this up, but um, you've just learned about how to script your live video show uh, with Christian and Jim. For those of you who want to, you know, read more about each of these, um, be sure you head to launchyour.live forward slash EP11. That stands for episode 11. Uh, but we will see you all next week. Thanks a lot for listening.
0: That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.